718-982-3060. What up, y'all? It's the kid Emilio Sparks in the building right now. I got Doja Rays and Double J from Trilogy Records. Was popping people. What up? What's what up? What's going on? Good SI. Thank yeah. you very much. Doja Rays, for anybody who don't know who you are, why don't you please explain to everybody listening who and what Doja Rays is all about? Coming from Virginia, uh, the Northern Virginia area, D.C. area, moved up to New York about three and a half years ago. But before we did that, I linked up with the Double J down actually um, where we went to college, College Radio, James Madison University in, in VA. And we formed Trilogy Records there. We started putting out my records in 2001 with Hard Times. Since then, putting out single after single after single, we put out six singles on vinyl, you know, did the whole independent radio promo deal, and Jay's been stepping his game up on that, but as far as me goes, yeah, the six singles, now the album's out, you know, the first full length, which which took a while, but we're happy with the product, people are happy with the product, and um, now we just got a new distro deal with Trilogy, and we're ready to, um, you know, keep going, put out some new... Drums. What made you want to go the independent route, rather than going the commercial route and trying to get on to, I would like, maybe, let's say, like, an organization like Def Jam, who's like the Yankees, instead of coming up to a farm club and, and, and creating your own. What was the mentality? Why did you guys want to start doing your own label? There wasn't a choice, you know? It's not like we had other avenues. It's not like, you know, we could just go to a major and be like, put this out. That's not how the game works. We knew the only way that we were going to succeed is by doing it independently and by starting to move units and creating the buzz. And um, I mean, in the beginning, it wasn't an option. It was just, boom, we're going to do the independent thing. That was the mentality. As we went through the game, and, you know, there was a couple dealings with some majors, but it never really made sense. It was like, you know what, we need to, we, we want to keep creative control. We need to keep going with this and pushing independently as far as we can take it um, before we, you know, do align with the major. And I'm not against aligning with the major. It's just not the right time. But do you feel, in your opinion, money and greed have watered down hip-hop to create this commercial, like, hip-hop pop? Rap music became popular. I mean, it became the culture. You know, now it's everywhere. Rap is the popular music of today's generation, you know, of today's culture. The hip-hop still exists. It's still there. We're trying to bring it back because the pop doesn't last forever, you know? But good music does last forever. I think in today's climate, people are being dumbed down with the whack lyrics as long as they have a catchy hook and a beat like the Laffy Taffy. Where it, it, it's so redundant, it becomes a problem for most MCs. But certain labels follow the formula, and I think that destroys the real artistic value in hip-hop. We're, we're right on the same page with that, because that's what it is. I mean, the, the general public, they need stuff that's easy to digest. And they, they like, you know, hooks that they can remember and sing in the club. And, and that's where hip-hop is gone. That's where rap is gone. It's because it's gone pop, and, and it's out there to such a wide audience that it's got to be in the lowest common denominator for these people to really get it. And I think that is a problem because it's it's keeping a lot of dope artists from doing things that people who really like the music and who really listen to lyrics could respect a lot more. I mean, there's a lot of commercial artists out there who are dope lyricists, but you're right, they're dumbing down their lyrics because they've got to make it easily digestible. For an artist like me who won't who won't dump down the lyrics, it makes it a little harder for me to get my music across because maybe maybe people can't understand what I'm saying in the, in the music because I'm saying too much or, or they're just listening for the, the catchiness. I think the audience is very receptive to what you do. I like the fact that you pick producers that keep this kind of credibility, such as the beat miners and Shuko. So I think you guys actually create something that the audience respects, including myself and other people, to listen to, to underground hip-hop and respect the culture. But what goes into the formula 
uh, from selection to beats and just overall your style, how you write, how do you how do you come across? What is your approach in hip hop? You know, selection of beats is pretty easy. We get the discs. A lot of them are from Shuko. We pop them in. You know, I blaze something up, start listening, and usually when I hear it, I know it, and I'm like, boom, I want that one right away. I put the beat on and just start flowing. How did you link up with the beat miners? We were up in New York. It was before we moved here, performing, and Spin Mata was actually a verse I had written over an old beat for my man J-Dub's mixtape called Spin Mata. He gave me the concept, so it was over this old beat. Storyline kind of same, but it was just one long verse, no hook, nothing. But I would perform it live, and um, our man, Mr. Dave, Cole Wax, he uh, he was in the crowd that night. We, we asked him to come out to the show, and he loved Spin Mata. He was after the show. He was like, yo, I love that joint. Y'all need to put that out. You know, that's not that's not our beat, this and that. He was like, oh, don't worry. Um, you know, I'll get you a beat by either Primo or the beat on us. And I was like, what? I mean, this is right. You know, this is what, 2001? Yeah. Yes. Early in the game. Putting out one single. So I was like, you know, please, that would be lovely. Two weeks later, we had a beat, beat miners. And they sent it to This was before I met him. They sent it to us. And uh, so I rewrote Spin Mata, you know, three verses with the hook. And then we went up to New York. It was still before we moved to New York. We went up to New York and got in the studio with Walt and, and D. And uh, and just made it happen. You talked about Spimata with the beat minus. And little known fact, you used to DJ. Yeah. Yeah, man. Everyone thinks that DJing is, is easy and we can get girls and we get free alcohol and this, that, and the other thing. Instead of me and all the other DJs talking about it, I want it from the MC's perspective. Who used to DJ, who knows why you wrote the why you wrote that song. Just tell everybody at home listening right now, smoking, what Spin is all about. You know, there are those things with DJing, like you said, the girls and the free drinks, and, and, and there are perks. I mean, it is a lot of fun being a DJ. Don't get me wrong. And, and most of my experiences as a DJ were a blast. I have a lot of fun looking back on it. But people don't know the stuff that DJs really go through, like the wreck that we catch, especially club DJs. Like, the tables are on the floor or on something, you know, close to the floor. Peep drunk people are knocking into the table, spilling beers on the tables. You know, girls are coming, and, and really, Shorty came up to me and asked me, and I quote, can you play some hip hop, you know, like Britney Spears? I couldn't even respond. I was just so blown. The things that go on that people don't see, you know, dealing with club club managers and not getting paid, you know, and there's a lot of wreck. And and, and, and to me, what we coined that as was spin mata, the, the ails and the afflictions, especially of a club DJ. What what goes through behind the scenes, what people don't see. There's only so many so many times you can you can play a whole record yeah. without getting tired or a sure. fifty cent record. And every girl is just she's dead. Now it's nice to look at them jiggling their ass. Don't get me wrong; it, it's a it's a beautiful thing. I think that's the main reason why I got into DJing was for the vagina, you know. But when it comes down to it, it it's just like damn, I'm getting I'm I'm selling out before I even started a career. Yeah, man, you have to like you have to play to the women. Uh, it, you know, dudes are gonna be pissed. Maybe like the real hip hop heads if you if you're not playing if you're playing the. You know, the crap if you're playing the commercial. But they're going to be pissed, too, if the girls are leaving. I've been on your MySpace page. Yeah. I must say, I want to be Doja Rays. Because some of these girls are wearing I Love Doja Rays t-shirts and yeah. this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, you know what? God damn, I want some internet vagina. So I think I'm going to be a Doja Rays impersonator. Yeah, MySpace got serious, man. Like, I, jo I joined back in the day, 2003, just to talk to, you know, holler at girls. This was before the music. Just yeah. to holler at girls, you know? Yeah, right? And, uh, and you know, kind of progressed and progressed. Then they put, put the music feature on. I turned my page into a music page, got tracks up. It really kind of focused more on Doja Rays than, than just, you know, the, the flirting and, and the whatever. But, um... 
It progressed. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, I got featured artists. Somebody hit me up like, yo, how'd you get the featured artists? I, I don't know. But And that's when it really took off. That's when I got was getting like 500 friend requests a day and boom, boom, boom. And, and then I became a, a MySpace celebrity. I added him as my MySpace right. friend. When I, I found him through Jay's page, I was like, Ed. Yeah. So now I'm, now I'm officially like... In the Dojere circle, so now I'm gonna leave him a comment, and I better get on that top eight, and there's no more radio play right, here. Yeah, I'm gonna have to rotate you through the top eight, I think. I met my girl on MySpace, man. Yeah. Shouts to Mia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking to one now on MySpace. It's tricky. The internet's tricky, though. Well, yo, I met a couple before I met my girl. Yeah. And like, if you don't see the full body shot, don't go to meet her because it, it she'll be a lot different in person than than you think. See, I've seen the full body shot. You I went I, and, I, and I, I went to go meet the chick. But she had Baraka teeth from Mortal Kombat. Oh, she, if you don't see the smile, if there's no smile <laughs> and no full body shot, it's a no-go. Plus, if the pics are really small, if there's only one pic, it's a fake profile. Listen, I know this, y'all. I used to spend all day at the day job on MySpace. I know about them fake profiles. It's horrible. They get your hopes up. Yeah. First, they PM you, and it's like, oh, you're cute. Yeah. I like your mentality, the way you work. Uh, you know, love who you took the pictures with. Because, you know, that's what it's about. Taking the pictures, posting them up there. Right, right. You know, so then it's like, all right, let me, let me look at her page. And then I see, uh, all right, she's cute, nice size, decent belt. Yeah. You know, I go to meet her. She's got Baraka teeth. And just ask her to send, send you a picture of her smiling. If she doesn't do it. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've dealt with the same thing. The teeth, that's freedom. The teeth and the body. I, I learned the hard way, but you know, that's that's what I do. I learn things. The hard but seriously, what's next for Doja Race? Actually, we got a lot of things in the works, man. I'm um about to put out the second single from the album. It's a little more time, and then uh, when Misery needs company, the third track is called Fahrenheit. It features Sean Price and AG, mm -hmm. and uh, production by my man Arithmetic in Toronto. Um, that's going to be one of the feature tracks on the next release. It's not It's not going to be my second album, but uh, Ryko, our distribution company, wants to drop something in May. So I'm working hard right now to get that finished. It's going to be, it's called Doja Rays Presents Past, Presence, and Features. And Presence is like my presence. Um, and it's going to be a bunch of feature tracks. It's going to be some new joints I'm working on and then a couple of older tracks. And, and that's what it is, Past, Presence, and Features. And... Uh, you know, it's it's not a mixtape. It's more than a mixtape. It's more than a mix CD. It's going to be a professional uh, release, uh, but it's not the official second album yet. I, I got to really sit down and get conceptual with that and try to put something together that works from beginning to end and and you know has has a um, distinct flow. So that's that's what I'm going to be working on after this is done. I'm working on some joints with this cat Skinny Man in London. He's big over there. Um, Shuko and I are going to keep working. Me and Born Unique are going to be doing a bunch of tracks together. Um, and then I'm going to be, you know, hitting the road in the U.S. I'm getting back to Europe for a day in April, going to France for the first time, which is dope. Big shouts to my man, Jeremy. Um, he's been helping us, us in this trilogy. Yeah, it's going to be dope. And then, uh, probably back to Europe in the summer. So, you know, 2006 is going to be, it's going to be a grind. It's going to be on the road. It's going to be recording. Um, it's what I'm supposed to be doing. It's kind of the last question. This is the generic question. We ask every MC this question because we like to hear the different answers mm. to how it comes out and what's, what's the artist's preconceived notion of hip-hop. Mm. For all your time and from all your efforts from DJing, meeting Jay in college, to the, to the struggle to ground for five years before the album got finally released and up till now, what is Doja Ray's definition of hip-hop? I mean, to me, hip-hop makes sense. Uh... 
it's been the one thing in my life that that's that's been steady throughout throughout my life. Hip hop is is a culture. It, it, it's more than just a music. But to me, it's been a culture, and I was I was uh, introduced to the culture at an early age with, with Run DMC, and, and just being close to DC and close to an urban environment, you know, it seeped into me, and, and, and I've cultivated it, and really kind of dove into the culture, and, and, and as I travel the world, and as I see that, you know, it's not just only New York and D.C. and, and Cali and whatever, and, and as I travel and see it's through Europe and it's through Asia, and, you know, my music's getting out all over the world, I see this is a lot more than just just a snare and a, and a kick and a bass line, you know, and some, and some lyrics over top. This is this is what people are, are living their lives through, and, and that's why what, what I decided I wanted to do for my life. You know, I, I don't want to be behind a desk. I don't want to be... Uh, you know, in a factory or something. I want to be out there on the road experiencing life, living the music, living the culture, and, and promoting hip-hop. That's it. You heard it from the man himself. Go out, go cop the album. Self-titled, Doja Rays. What, can they find it anywhere? Yeah, pretty much. You know, if you want to go to the, the uh, Fat Beats and get it, it's, of course, there. But you can also go to Best Buy, um, Tower, Virgin, FYE. Uh, if they don't have it in their stores, they can order it. It's definitely online, you know, BestBuy.com, FYE.com. All the websites, um, too, like Sandbox. Of course, Trilogy Records. Our website uh, is TrilogyOnWax.com. Coming soon, DojaRays.com. For those of you that don't know, it's the D-O-U-J-A-H, Rays, R-A-Z-E. That's how to spell it. Google me, you'll find me. Foundation you know. Media. Yeah, Foundation Media. Foundation-Media.com. Him, him and Lee got that, you know, promotions and marketing lockdown. So we're doing things, man. The trilogy's in it for the business, and, and I'm in it for the, for the music and the business, and we having fun, and, you know, we're just going to keep going. So that's it. You heard him from the man himself, Doja. Jay, you guys are fam now. Right. Whenever you guys want to come through, you're more than welcome. Yeah, yeah. You want to smoke the icky. We're future boy. You guys can yeah. do whatever you want to do. Right. Just come through, and just we'll just hang out with that. We'll be back, 718 Thirty sixty, Jay. Thank you again, Doja. It was a pleasure, my man. Big up to Lee. Much respect.